Welcome to Inside the Honors College, where we believe that wisdom and virtue is found when we learn together. Join us as we take an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. I'm your co-host, Taina Esteves. And I'm Ellie Overman. And for this wonderful episode of our podcast, we had the beautiful Kayana talking with us. Kayana has quickly become someone that I want to engage with more in my honors college experience. I think she's so insightful and just has a lot of really cool things to say. And I can never go a conversation <laughs> without mentioning my absolute love of bread. <laughs> I need Kayana's sourdough recipe absolutely just right now. Um, thank you for saying that she should bring it to, to oh, campus sure. because if it's not there, I will be more than more than sad. I will I will be very sad. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I mean, her lack of like plant life is mm-hmm. something that I just I feel. I feel my family <laughs> loves plants and I just can't keep them alive for the life of me. So I felt a lot of what Kayana was saying. I love that. Yeah. I loved getting to talk to Kayana. She has this very grounding kind of wisdom to her, which I just really appreciated. She kind of talked about how God opened doors for her to come to APU. And then she kind of shared with how she's learned that it's okay to grapple with these texts and the importance of thinking about why we believe what we believe. And I just thought that that was so rich and insightful. So I really, really appreciated this conversation with her. Absolutely. She's great. And I don't think we should hold anyone back from beginning to listen to what she was saying, you know, and if anyone has a sourdough recipe, please share. Mm-hmm. Please do. <laughs> Let's get through it. My goodness hi friend it is so good to see you hi how are you i'm good i am so excited to have you on and to kind of get to hear your story and like how honors has shaped you so i'm just super stoked i'm super excited to be here okay awesome 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 let's get right into the icebreaker question do you have a favorite quarantine hobby Ooh, um let's see oh i have two that i've been doing pretty consistently one, I've been golfing a lot more. I golfed in high school, and that's been really fun. And then the second one is the stereotypical quarantine hobby is I started a sourdough starter, and I think it was either June or July, and I have kept it alive, which is super impressive. I make waffles and sourdough bread, and hopefully I will bring it to campus and just bring everyone warm bread every week, so that should be fun. Oh, I love that. Wait, so for golfing, are you like a putt-putt or are you like a a serious golfer? I'm a serious golfer, but I'm not super great. I'm mid-80s for people that do golf, and I just do it for fun now. I don't compete or anything. Right. That's so cool. I haven't talked to anyone who does that as a quarantine hobby, but it's so smart because you're social distanced. Like, that's that's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, and you can still hang out with friends and just be far away. Right. I also need you to know, I am just so impressed that you've kept your sourdough starter alive because I also went through that phase, but I gave up in like two weeks. So like your tenacity and sticking that through, like that's, that's really impressive. I tried to keep plants alive, didn't work, but sourdough, something about it, I can keep it. So I'm also excited, super proud. Right, right, right. I feel like plants are harder than sourdough, but I'm still, I'm, or no, that's backwards. I think sourdough is harder than plants because you have to just like constantly be paying attention to it. How are you going to get it to campus? Do you have like a plan for that? It, right now it's in just like a little container. And so okay. I'm just going to bring it and then we'll have it in the fridge. I'll just have my flour. It's kind of 
interesting. My roommates, I've already prepped them. I said, you know, we're going to bring all of the things that I need to make sourdough bread, but it's fine. It'll, it'll all pan out in the end. I love that. Okay. Well, let's get right into kind of your honors story. How did you hear about the honors college and why did you decide to be a part of it? Yeah, for hearing about it, it's not the most traditional way of hearing about it, but it also seems like a lot of people have this same experience of we had no idea what we were getting into. Mm -hmm. I had been in AP classes and honors classes in high school. And so going into college, I thought, oh, that's just the same thing. And then it obviously isn't. So when I came for the trustees interview weekend, I went to some of the colloquies. And to be completely honest, the first colloquy I went to, they were reading Kant and I hadn't read it. And I don't know what Kant is. And Kant is a difficult um, read, basically. Right. And so I sat in there for an hour and a half and everything just went straight over my head. And I thought, oh boy, this is this is kind of wacky. Right. But I gave it another shot and I went to Professor Hale's colloquy and they were reading about the Ring of Gyges and Republic and everything. And I had read about that in high school and sophomore year. So I was super excited and it was really fun. And I'm glad I gave it a second shot. Right. And so, yeah, that's how I kind of got introduced to it. And then I loved the Honors College and I had said, hey, I want to go to APU. It would be really fun. Mm -hmm. But on the back burner, too, because it was kind of a long shot for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I could afford it or anything. And so I said, hey, we'll see what happens. And a lot of doors closed. And I just thought, you know, it's not for me. I'll move on. Mm -hmm. And it was just sad because I was so excited to be at APU. But it just seemed like such a closed door. And then there was just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happened. God opened some doors. There were a lot of people that came through to support me and just encouraged me to go to APU and made it possible. And I think I looked it up recently and it was about a year ago that I decided to go to APU. And it's just been a whirlwind from there. And the Honors College was a huge part of that. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. It's crazy how much can kind of like change in a year, even like online with digital school. Yeah, and a lot in a week too. I went from one week of saying, I I emailed Curtis and I had said, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, I'm going to have to decline. I just don't think it's going to fit for me. And then within a couple of days, doors opened and there were conversations that were had and I think I deposited my check within that week so that's crazy it was just crazy it's been kind of a whirlwind it sounds like so now that you're kind of like a year from that decision like how have you been challenged through your experience as in the honors college and how have you grown as like a disciple and a scholar through that yeah I think for everyone online obviously is challenging and Mm -hmm. I think it hit me super super hard in the sense of I've always liked school Mm -hmm. I found it interesting and then online it's just I've never experienced this dislike for school I don't really like the classes where nobody's has their camera on nobody's Mm -hmm. talking Mm -hmm. and so honors for me presented just this outlet to talk and see people's personalities, even though we were online, like people were talking, I could see them every Tuesday, Thursday. And so in that sense, it made school fun again. Mm -hmm. And it was also challenging because we were reading texts that are hard and there's hard discussions with that. And one thing I found particularly challenging was trying to read these great works with a perspective of I'm okay if I challenge this. Uh, And specifically, 
we read The Prince mm-hmm. as our first yep. book. And there was a lot of people that said, oh, this is so bad. As so many right. people hate it, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, there's some interesting things about it. But yes, I agree. It's kind of unrealistic and sort of, I guess, aggressive. I don't know if that's a good term for it. Yeah. But then right after that, we jumped into... Or what was it? The education of Cyrus. And everyone's like, oh, this is unrealistic. He's just such a great man. How can anyone be that perfect? And as a group, we had to grapple with how can we look at these two texts and use them together Hmm. and kind of bash them against each other, but also mesh them. And so I think that was super challenging, but also fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And then the way that it grew me into a scholar and disciple is being able to have these questions, being able to raise like, why? Are we saying The Prince is such a popular book if it's so aggressive? Why are we saying that Cyrus is a good example of how we should lead if it's so unrealistic? And it has allowed me to kind of look at it in the sense of what what do we need to add to these books to make them good, Mm -hmm. right? And as a Christian, it was Christ for me. And that's something I realized reading the education of Cyrus, or not the education of Cyrus, uh, what was it? The education of a Christian prince. At the end, I thought, oh, if you bring Jesus into each of these, then it's okay to be saying, oh, this is kind of over the top, or this is unrealistic, because no, it's not unrealistic with the grace of God. Mm, Or even the prince, you're saying there's things that are lacking there, and you're saying, yes, you're lacking there because you don't have Christ, you don't have the mercy and the perfection of him. And so then Mm -hmm. you can see the flaws that you were initially struggling with or questioning, and applying it in the sense of a Christian perspective, and just answering a lot of those questions. So while it's challenging, I feel like it's been super fruitful for me. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And like, it is so evident how Christ centered you are. And so it's so cool that that's like gotten to kind of be a part of your education as well. Well, I just going to say, I particularly love the Honors College ingraining the Gospels into this curriculum, too. I don't know if you've experienced it, but we read the Republic of Plato right before the Gospels. And so we're looking at the Gospels in the light of like, oh, what would it be like if we were in the Republic and then bringing that into this knowledge? And so it's just a cool little balancing act there. Mm-hmm. You actually like totally read my my mind. I was going to ask you like, what has it been like to read like the Gospels following Plato? So what has that been like to like? How has that differed from kind of your church experiences of reading the Bible? What's been different? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I think for colloquy in particular, we were focusing on how Jesus is the light, which I think is a pretty standard way to go about it. Looking at the allegory of the cave and coming out of the light, and then shifting into the gospels as seeing, oh, Christ is the light, Christ is the truth. And I think instead of saying like, how has it differed from your Christian perspective? I think one thing that helped me actually create, how would you say it? Just a connection to the Republic is saying, oh, while Jesus is this light, Mm -hmm. there are certain things in the Republic that he goes above and beyond that light. And so I think just incorporating that in and saying he could be the light of the Republic, but he's so much more than that. And there's just certain worldly things that just, I guess he goes over. And so I think Mm -hmm. that was a cool way to look at the Republic, but then also acknowledge like, no, Christ is even bigger than the Republic and the light that the Republic talks about. 
Mm, yeah, I love that. That is just so wise um, and so insightful. I think it like shows that you've you've done the work of thinking about this even outside of Colloquy. And I think that is just so cool. So having come through like all of these experiences and kind of like finishing out your first, well, I guess almost finishing out your first year, if you were talking to a, a prospective student, what is one piece of advice you would give them? I think the one thing that has really helped me is saying it's okay to question things. Mm-hmm. And I say that in a perspective of you're reading these great works that are well-known or well-read. And so many times it's easy to say, I have to agree with it. Mm-hmm. And the best XCOM ideas I've had, the best conversations I've had, just the best growth I've had is when I said, no, it, it doesn't have to be that way mm-hmm. and question it. And then instead of just questioning it and saying, oh, I don't like Machiavelli because he is a dictator. Right. You say, right. why? Why is this happening? Oh, because this, 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 or mm-hmm. I don't like I Cyrus like- because it's too uh, cloud fluffy or he's too perfect. And I think that's when I could then apply like how what are they missing and how could they be better? And then that goes into the world too. If you're just saying, oh, I don't like this, but, mm. or on the opposite, I guess is, oh, I'll agree with it because everyone else is, mm. then you are not growing. You're not growing the world around you. And so I think just leaning into that idea of I can question things, mm-hmm. but to do so, I have to kind of explain, or I have to look into what I can do to change it or what I can do to change things that I disagree with, if that makes sense. Mm. No, yeah, that's so good. And I think like the Honors College, at least for me, has done a really good job of like helping me to think critically about what I'm reading. And so that's something you grow in also, I think, is like you start off and it's really hard to kind of question and think critically. But I've seen in in a lot of students and in myself, like you kind of grow in that that capability. So it is so cool that you are learning that. And hopefully since we will be hopefully on campus in the fall, we can be talking with everyone. I know Mel and I had so many conversations about just what we disagreed with or what we agreed with. Oh, by the way, I should say Elle is my roommate. (laughs) She's also in the honors college. But we just had so many times where we would proofread XCOMs or something and say, wait, Mm. I don't agree with this. And from that, we stemmed conversations that can then lead to better XCOMs and better ideas. Right, right. Which is kind of what the Honors College is all about is like this connecting and learning through that connection, I think. So it's so cool that you've like created that space even online. That's something I really admire about you. Absolutely. It's so much fun too to just Mm -hmm. talk to honor students and have conversations just about like weird ideas from great works. Right, right, right. Well, Kayana, thank you so much for taking the time to kind of share your experience as a disciple in the Honors College and to just like give some advice to prospective students. I really, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Kayana's interview, man, I am hearing more and more of these like themes that us specifically as first years in the honors college are getting out of a lot and I think that's so beautiful you know there's the way that we interact with the text the way we interact with the bible specifically as a text mm-hmm. uh, just the way that we're going through that now in our different colloquies in our own spaces but still being able to find something and get at, get something out of it all you know I think that's really beautiful And I think Kayana touched on it really well, you know, in an authentic way that isn't 
about forcing yourself to find something good out of a, a problematic author or a problematic text, but because there is actually genuinely good things that you can find here, that there's good things that are just in all the stuff that we're reading that you can apply to yourself, you know, and just mm-hmm. going out there and living that life with the stuff that you're that you're learning about and having that Christ center there for sure. It's mm-hmm. super important. And that's, this is something that I feel like a lot of us have been touching on. And so I think it's super cool that the honors college and just us as students in this weird time of life mm-hmm. are still able to glean these nice, positive things from the, the work that we're doing right now. So I love that she was able to speak to that for sure. Right. I also loved um, kind of how she talked about how you can read a text and not agree with all of it and still learn things from it. I think that was big for me, especially with Machiavelli or actually just a lot of the text. And you're talking about these, these problematic authors. And I, I agree. There's some really kind of harmful things occasionally, but you can kind of hold it at a distance and think about it critically and say like, okay, we can take this and reject this totally and still learn from it. So I think that that it's just so wise. And I was also just encouraged by this idea that we've we've all been learning from all over the country and from separate spaces and from different colloquies. And what you were talking about, about how we can still learn these similar, these themes. And I think that is such a, a unifying thing about the Honors College is getting to interact with these same ideas. I think that's just so beautiful and encouraging. So I'm just super grateful for Kayana. Totally. And I I hope that not only us as listeners and people who get to have these conversations with these awesome folks, but also them going through this are able to process some of this stuff and still take away these these nice messages. You know, like you said, there's a lot that could possibly be harmful or feel bad, but there's Mm -hmm. as long as you're holding it respectfully to yourself, you can you can get a lot of good out of it. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for going through this conversation with us, Kayana. And then also thanks to you all for taking an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. See you next time on Inside the Honors College.